Hey guys, it's Adam here. I'm just jumping on a call with Belinda Smith, who is an absolute gun in property. She's done a number of renovations over the years, transacted heaps of properties, and now jumping into the development space. So Belinda is doing it for all the ladies out there that <laughs> maybe are scared to jump into the property space or have to ask permission for the husbands. Um, but Belinda, I would really love to hear about your story, how you got started in property, and I suppose what's led you to the space that you're in now at the moment. Um, and I know you came from a corporate career initially. You quit that job a number of years ago. We'd love to hear when that was and how you managed to get out of that that career path and in, onto something bigger and better. But thanks so much for being on. And I really appreciate you jumping on and you, talking to all of us. Thank you for having me. Yes, I started uh, really getting involved in property from a young age, mum and dad did a Renault flip when I was a child. I thought it was the yeah, worst awesome. experience of my life because I was there on the weekends when I could have been hanging out at Cronulla Beach with all of my friends. Uh, but looking back, it was a real blessing learning from mum and dad, just that, that you know, you can actually get an old property and you can do it up and you can make some money on it for a bit of extra pop pocket money or to prepare for retirement. And then when I was very, very young, I met my husband. I knew him through school. We were childhood sweethearts and we married at 22 and 23, but we were together from when I was about 18. And um, our, our first venture was... That was only a couple of years ago now. <laughs> very funny. I won't <laughs> tell you what birthday I just had. It's scary. Um, and then we started to do uh, our first renovation in 1985 and we bought a unit, a little old unit at Cronulla, and we had to do it. It smelled like baby's vomit. It was really, really dirty. My mother-in-law wasn't impressed, but I'd seen yeah. what mum and dad did to their house, that investment property, and mum and dad had always changed, you know, their own rooms around and improved the way that they lived just through paint and adding colours and a few bits and pieces. So I understood that there was a reason and a purpose and that you could make some really good money. And also I found it very joyful and creative to add, you know, some colours and bits and pieces and bring something up to date. And we had that unit at Cronulla. We bought it, or I hope, oh yeah, okay, I do know my figures are right, 53000 we bought it. We spent less wow. than 2000 on the renovation, 53000 is amazing. <laughs> Um, spent less than 2000 on the renovation yeah. and we sold it shortly after for 76500 So wow. straight away I thought, wow, at, back in the day when we were on our poor house wages and we were pretty broke, we weren't earning as much as we made in that very first property deal in a very short time. So wow, my, eyes, yeah, my eyes were wide open right from right from when Brett and I were first together. Uh, he was a mechanic by trade and I was straight from school into the police force and we really didn't earn very much money. We had no university degree behind us. So we knew that property was going to have to be it for us right from, right from then. Okay. So how long from when you did the first reno to when you actually decided to quit work? So you probably made a couple of years worth of wages in the first project by the sounds of it. And that was a very early win. Um, very early years ago. Yeah. And then we had, uh, I mean, with the police force, there was really good maternity leave. So I did stick around until I had the kids. And then it just got to the point where my property investing was definitely out earning what my income was. And um, I found myself and my husband, we started to do courses back in about 2001. We got very, very serious. And so we probably have spent about $100,000 on 
um, property education, you know, in during those uh, years, including yours and your courses. And I just think okay. that mine wasn't a hundred thousand, by the way. <laughs> for those people wondering. I know it's mine just quietly. So <laughs> Uh, you know, it's money well spent. People just yeah. wonder why you would invest in your um, property education or anybody would do it. But every time I've ever spent a few thousand dollars on a course, that money has come back at me tenfold, yeah. tenfold. Yeah. And um, property's um, just been a really nice part of Brett and my journey. And we're addicted to real estate, like a lot of people who are listening to this. Yeah, awesome. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the background. It takes um i suppose somebody that's really not arrogant maybe maybe there was a better term for that um but you know i've spoken to a lot of people that are like oh i've done one property or you know i've been investing in property for 20 years i don't need your course or i don't need to learn anymore and i just think you know that's really fantastic that's a very arrogant approach to just your whole education just moving forward as a person if if you we're at the level that you'd already be at. You wouldn't need it, but everyone still learns as they go. So what what made you decide to spend money on your own education when you already had some pretty substantial wins, even up until that point? Up until I 2001, think, you said. Yeah, no, you're, you're spot on. I, I just think that there is an arrogance to, to some people. And I always believe that you don't know what you don't know. And every time I've taken on somebody's property course, I've learned something else that's really important. I've mastered an extra skill that I can pop into my toolkit and use for whatever I want it to be, whether it be, you know, a development or whether it be uh, renovation or just, you know, strategies in relation to buying property better and buying it for less and sourcing money from, you know, thinking outside the box. I just, you just learn and yeah, you 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 are so right that some people think oh, I've I've had some success, I've kicked some goals, so I'm right, I'm on my way. And I think, you know, what are you really missing out on? I've actually got a really good yeah. friend who'd flipped multiple properties and had never really invested in education, and I could see massive holes in her journey and what she could have done and should have done that would have really escalated her progress beyond and she was doing quite well but it, she just would have just been a phenomenal success much earlier had she in, invested in some higher level education on property investment yeah yeah so since so since then since like 2001 what sort of properties have you have you done and what what led you to going from, well, you already are a teacher and you teach other people how to do renovations, but why did you join a development program and go from teacher to student again and just even in the last however long it's been, maybe 12 months or 18 months with me? Simply because you've got knowledge that I don't. You you can fill in some gaps that I haven't, um, that I haven't really utilised, you know, like, for example, options. I'd, I just go and buy property um, and I'm, and I and just learning how to get, I was going to say get money from people. That's a terrible <laughs> thing to say. You know, to 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 get some really good agreements with money partners. What other people yeah. in the industry are doing? Just you know to be in amongst it. If you're not in a community all the time, if you're not learning and growing, then you're just repeating what you already know. And there just there's opportunity out there that can be missed if you're just repeating what you already know. And so that's why I did it. And also. Um, even my husband and I, like we'd done course after course in the early 2000s and then we hadn't wow. joined 
a community for about eight years. And one day I just had one of those ads pop up of a free event in Parramatta. So we went to that course and we and we joined that guy just because we got stale. We actually got stale and we started to slow down. And when you get stale and you slow down, you actually lose momentum. When you lose momentum, you lose opportunity and you lose the opportunity to in, to advance and, and to, you know, make greater profits and just to be busy and fulfilled, I guess. Yeah. Got to find it. So one, one question that popped into my mind, just listening to you talk, you probably could have retired a number of years ago by the sounds. Yeah. What's keeping you going? Like, what's your reason for keep on learning and doing another project? And you were just talking about being amongst, literally living amongst another project. Is it like the fun of it? Do you, is it yeah. enjoyable for you? Is it the chase? Is it that you're giving all your money away to charity? <laughs> uh, I honestly, I, I, when you talk about giving money away to charity, I, I, my. The margins of profit on my renovation business are pretty slim because I'm way more generous than a lot of people are with their time and their courses and what they give back to their student group. I am prepared because I have done okay personally. I am prepared to be more generous, which is not, it's a really nice position to be in. Mm. And um, I'm just wired that way. The thought of hanging around with other women my age and doing coffee every afternoon and talking about <laughs> other people or bags or shoes or like that just drives me absolutely insane. It bores me to tears. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm just wired differently. And even if I stopped doing what I was doing now, I'd find something else to throw myself into it. And the kids, the kids say the same. They know me really well and say, and say, Mum, if you stopped doing what you're doing you'd be bored and then you'd be yeah yeah annoying yeah yeah <laughs> so they so, they're encouraging you to do it <laughs> yeah yeah so i yeah. think i'll still be somehow engaged in the property game uh, game into my 70s and i know some people who are still really actively developing and renovating and doing things in their 70s and 80s you just do things a little bit differently like hubby and I on this renovation, we can feel our bodies getting a little bit more older and tired and more tired. And so we just, you know, we just hand a lot more stuff over to the builders, even though we are the original DIYers, like every hammer, every nail, every every wow. piece of jibrock. We've done it, we've done it that way because I call it old school poor houseway because we had to do it that way. And so we learnt on the tools. And so we're eager to get in. We actually really enjoy it, but we're getting older and tireder. And, um, you know, is it the best use of our time now or should we be uh, doing other bolder projects? Yeah, okay, awesome. So what projects are you working on at the moment? So at the moment, I'm doing this renovation first. Like that's all I can think about because I've got um, the students in my group and I'm also running my own renovation. It's just a lot, like during the... Christmas break when everybody was taking it easy. I really designed and purchased stuff for six bathrooms and wow. so I just use every minute that I have. And um yeah. and I guess, your your Renault is not an average Renault either. So okay, so my my Renault is a, I'm in a high end area uh, of Sydney. I'll call it that. And uh, there's expectations, there's market expectations for a renovation in my particular suburb. And I need to meet those market expectations. But I'm smart enough to know that I don't have to spend 
And I don't want to spend yeah. grand amounts of money on big brand product to meet those expectations. And there are ways that you can really create that uh, vibe, that really yeah. Yeah. nice opulent look in a property without going to a high-end spend. And so that's always the way I've done things. And so I'm taking the opportunity to do the same kind of thing with this property. And that excites me. I, I think that you know, when people are really rich and they hire interior designers and they, they just interior yeah, designers yeah. come through and they say, yes, 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 yes. That, that, that's no challenge. That really isn't any challenge. <laughs> but the challenge is, for me, trying to create really nice looking property that will, uh, you know, value up or will um, price really well on the market if it, if, if it comes to the point of sale um, yeah, yeah. and not have spent every ounce of our retirement funds <laughs> putting the look together. So I really enjoy it. I'm passionate about it. And um, yeah, so that's, it's probably out of everything that I do. That's what I enjoy the most is doing my own stuff. Yeah. yeah so your six bathroom house that you're doing, there was a development twist to it as well, wasn't there? Yeah, definitely. And Adam, you were really, you spent a lot of time with me one night in front of the student group, looking at all the ins and outs of my development. I've got approval for Jewel Ock. I would love to have Strata approval. So I've got the freedom to sell it off later on. Look, there's advantages of just running it as a Jewel Ock. It will be my forever home, um, or at least we think so, but I'll, I'll never say never. Somebody offered me a good price to go in two seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Even yeah, my yeah. husband, he knows it too. Somebody offers offered us good money, we'd be gone. Um, but here are the basic figures. So the place is worth about three seven now. I'll spend yeah. 1.2 on the reno. Um, wow. And I've got really, uh, we've got quantity surveyor reports on that amount. Um, I did my own feasibility on it. The builder did his. So we're all coming up at the same figures. I know that's exactly what where it's going to play out at. Um, we should, it'll be worth up six. It'll be worth six. Wow. Yeah. And uh, the the end that we rent out, if I do it nice enough, which I will, we'll rent out at about $2,300 per week. So Brett and I will just stay down one end and we'll rent out the other. Yeah, that's just one side. That's not yeah. the side you're living in. And the side, any each yeah. side's what, 300 square meters or something? It's a thousand square meter block. And I and the build at the at the moment, yeah, it's 540 square meters at the moment. And we're adding a, a double garage, but we're just changing a lot of internal space. So um, but there's a lot of changes and we're yeah. Shh, don't tell the we're sneaking in a mezzanine. Shh. <laughs> All right, we'll snip that bit. Snip <laughs> that bit for anybody. So exempt, those exempt development. Yeah. Uh, those <laughs> yeah. exempt so, development things that council don't ever see. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm exactly sure right. so many homeowners sneak those in. You um, might sneak in later. Yeah, yeah. Um, past the certifier. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's a pretty substantial project or at least a pretty substantial renovation. Um, yeah. So your numbers are what three seven. So it'll owe you about five at the end, and then it's worth about six. Be worth about six, but the income is what really lights me up. Just having an extra two thousand three hundred a week. Yeah, yeah. Well, purely nice. passive passive income from a project that you've built a million dollars of equity in. Yeah, yeah. And then probably later they'll they'll probably allow you to do, or hopefully they'll allow you to strata it. I would think so. That's not uh, what happens, but. Yeah, and every piece of advice that I've taken from you, from the council, from anybody else in relation to that is just do it first. Do it as if yeah. the starter permission had been granted. So we are building to it and uh, and then we'll see 
what permissions we can get later on. I, I think there's a lot of pressure now on governments in every location yeah. to provide more housing. So that's really working in our favour. So we'll yeah, do absolutely. time. But honestly, it doesn't matter that much, really. You know, it'll be our forever home. So it's, it, it'll probably matter more for the kids or it would matter. It just gives us freedom, I think, to, you know, to sell one off if we wanted to go and do something else with that, with that cash. Yeah, yeah. Or refinance or yeah, whatever that is, sell it to an investor for both. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So for those people that are starting out, maybe more focused at the women <laughs> because, you know, I'm, I'm obviously male. So most of the people in my forces are, you know, between 30 and 45, 50 males. And then we have maybe five or 10% women at best. You know, yeah. for those people that are on the fence, uh, whether it be, you know, just to jump into property, doesn't have to be in my course necessarily or yours. What what do you think the biggest thing is that they should hear or that they need to listen to coming from your perspective, having been in the game for a long time? I think they should start where they feel okay starting. Like start on something reasonably that they that they feel like they can develop the skills to tackle. So whether that be a small development, you know, a dual lock or a, yeah. a small yeah. townhouse development, just you know, people have these grand ideas about making millions of dollars and doing these great big things and it and even taking on a renovation that's beyond them is not the place to start. Start wherever you feel comfortable and you know that you're going to stay married. <laughs> <laughs> and that it's not going to be overwhelming yeah. and you're not going to have tears every night yeah, yeah. and you're not going to run into crazy high budgets. Um, so, you know, everybody's risk tolerance level is different. I I think because I was in the police force for 21 years, I'm a bit brave. So, you, like, I, I'm, just, I'm just that way. My husband is way more uh, conservative, which is real, it's a really nice mix for us because he pulls me back sometimes and says, hang on a minute, you know, let's look at worst case scenario and if this, then that, if this, then that. So he's really grounding for me because I can be a bit jump out of an aeroplane type, you know, yes, the, yeah. <laughs> test the parachute on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, you know, as a couple, I think we've got, uh, we draw on each other's positive attributes to support each other, but at the same time, you know, to make good decisions that we're happy with and that we know won't lead, lead us to any kind of anxiety. or, or Yeah, yeah. There's you, always a plan B too. If we do something, there's always yeah. a plan B. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You mentioned about being like a couple partnership as well. I know there are some partnerships, you know, where the husband and wife do it together and others where it's not. Yeah. You, even from the first one you mentioned, you were a partnership. Do you think that that, has helped like you sound like you have different skill sets and you're still married so yeah that's a positive <laughs> as in you got through all those renovations together we did do um, you guys work as a team together or do you just run one and then your husband will do another one or do you do it all together so we we always work together and we like physically work together so we've just we just go straight into reno mode like even we haven't done one for a few years i'd focused on my students and then we've got yeah. stuck into this and we just go straight into our usual rhythm and that is brett's on the tools he's got every tool you could dream of downstairs in that oh that workshop of his it gives me a headache <laughs> but it's also very handy if you if you want to yeah. find anybody runs out of a screw or a nail or a piece of quad or whatever we've got it here wow. just okay yeah, so we've got a big storeroom with every tool that we could ever need. And we go straight into the process where I do the design. I've always got some kind of design in my mind. 
and I say, honey, let's do this. And he says, no, let's not. And then he says, <laughs> oh, okay, show me the picture. So I'll show him the magazine picture or whatever I've got that I, he yeah. can physically see. And then we'll go to Bunnings together and I make sure I feed him first. And then <laughs> so, he's not, <laughs> so he's not hangry while he's shopping. <laughs> and um, There's a good secret there. Yeah, good secret. Have a, have a feed first. And uh, and then we buy all the stuff and then we come back and he does a lot of the, the you know, the stuff with the tools and I, I do the painting beforehand, the design, he puts it on and I fix it up. And I call him my 90% guy. He will do things that are, like I'm not a perfectionist, but he does things and he'll say that'll do and I think, no, we can just push it. <laughs> quality finish, yeah. just that little bit further. So I do the actual finishing off and the and the quality control. And that's how we've always worked. And we turn out nice projects, mine and client projects, and and we don't argue. We just kind of get into it. Yeah. Was it always like that? Like just thinking of other people going into partnership or doing it in a relationship? Yeah. Did, did you take a little while before it kind of like meshed together? Who was who was taking care of what? Or... I think that we grew up together, that we just kind of blew, uh, melded into it, you know. We just met so young and started doing this so young. We just grew up together. So it was easier for us. Like now we are married for, I don't know, we got married in 86. What's the year? <laughs> Long time. <laughs> 86 to next next month is our next anniversary so we've been married for a while um whereas if you if i know that um people meet later on in life and that takes a little while for each other to respect each other's attributes and qualities and i think that's key is to look at your partner and say okay what are they really good at and what am i really good at so what can we bring to the table in property development property investing and renovation together and then who do we need to call upon to fill in the parts that we're not good at. And, yeah, I and think I that's think a you, very good way of explaining that. Yeah, and just being, and not expecting too much from someone. Like if somebody's really disorganised, you can't expect them to be <laughs> organised on a renovation if there's not yes, if, yeah. it's not in their nature. It Absolutely. Might, you have to step in and do. Um, and if somebody gets, is they have decision fatigue, if somebody's really struggling to make a lot of fast decisions, then there might be some way that you can support them either by making the decisions for them or, again, by thinking about who's in your network who can help them with that, perhaps putting timeframes around the decisions and feeding them one decision to make at a time so they don't feel the overwhelm. So it's just, you know, looking at each other and and respect with, with respect and going, okay, you're really good at that but I'm really good at that. So let's split up those tasks and um, and also not criticise each other. <laughs> Lol, it's hard. Yeah. It's yeah, hard yeah. sometimes, yeah. <laughs> but I see some people, especially perfectionists, really struggle with any kind of build work, I think, because all they'll see is the fault. I'm guilty of that. I'll put my hand up for that one. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> if I have a workshop and I say who's a perfectionist in a room, I am blown away with the amount of hands that go up. So many people are guilty. Yeah. And it, that can be a good thing, right, because there's nothing worse than a rough build and you, it's oh, really sale price. So there's, you've got to have a certain <laughs> standard. But if you're a perfectionist to the point of being a pain in the backside, then it just slows everything down <laughs> to make everybody feel yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 I'm definitely can make a partner feel like they're never going to be good enough or what they do is not yes. good enough. And then they just stop trying. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I hear you. Um, <laughs> so just like you've got your own students and I don't want to keep jumping into the same conversation, um, but I really just want want to give people the idea of um, or behind the scenes of, I suppose, what it takes to not only just do a renovation, a development, transact property, buy multiple properties. You, you can be a perfectionist. You can not be a perfectionist. Uh, you mentioned before, which I thought was really good, you can be terrible at organizing people, but you can find somebody who is really good or you you may not be good at making decisions, but you can find somebody who is good at making decisions. And the only decision you got to make is to hire them, <laughs> make it. one decision and they'll make the rest for you. In in the students that you've seen and, and the courses that you've been involved with, I suppose, what have you seen that's been the biggest difference? Like if you could pinpoint one single thing that's, the biggest difference between people doing stuff or, you know, being successful versus not being successful? Oh, easy. What, what do you think that is? The number easy one? answer. Have, three words. Have a crack. Oh, <laughs> I was like three. Honestly, that is the secret. Brett and I yeah. went to New Zealand with a bunch of property investors back in 2003, 2003, and we were there to buy. We'd done all of our research here. We were just over there for low price, positive cash flow properties back in the day. We had everything set up in New Zealand. We had buyers agents with us. They were just taking us from property to property, and we were looking at eight to 10 a day, and we, wow. we did it for four days. So after four yeah. days, and because back then we could actually borrow 110%. Can you believe it? Wow. So there was like no money down deals, which is great because we didn't have any money. We didn't have <laughs> money. Perfect for us. Yeah. And we went over there. We bought four properties in those four days. Wow. We just sat down at the end of the week and said, that one stacks up. That one's okay. That one's not perfect, but that'll do. There was a lady who sat on that bus and she did detailed feasibility studies on every single property, which is great. I like a good FISO. But yep. she was so caught up in the numbers and and it was all going round and round in her head that she ended up not buying anything at all. And so did a lot of people on that bus. And I think, well, hang on a minute. We had the kids babysat for five days while we jumped on a plane and went over there. We were going to come home with some deals and, and we were just prepared to have a go. Um, some of those properties we let go, two of them we let go over the years and two of them we've still got that have performed really, really well. Wow. So I just think have a crack. Just you know, write it down, guys. If you're sitting there, <laughs> a start. if you're still listening, have a have a have a start. Just wherever you feel comfortable, but just have a go, because you know, not doing it, the the saddest people in student groups, yours, mine, and everybody else's, are the people who sit by and watch other people do things and feel a little bit triggered by other people's success or by what other people are able to accomplish. And the big gap is just jumping in and having a bit of a start, getting started. Because once you get a start, you get some confidence, you get some momentum, yeah. and then you can build on the types of deals you do. And your network builds, your knowledge builds, your confidence builds, everything becomes easier. You build your team. Just everything just becomes easier once you make a start somewhere. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, thank you for that. Thanks for that insight. So last question, what's next for you after this reno? Well, I'm certainly not going to retire because that just would drive me crazy. When I say retire, I mean sit around doing nothing. I'll always be renovating or buying or 
helping people with their renos or their designs or whatever it is they need help with um, because that's just what I love to do and that excites me every day when I wake up. Um, so that's it. That's it I'll, until they carry me out in a box, I think, because <laughs> so I'm a bit weird. I was, more, I was more asking about the the project side of things. Oh, the projects. Okay, so um, uh, I would really like to do just a local, in my local area, and I know that you'd explored it again um, with the group that um the developer group and um there's a lot of opportunity locally to me yeah and so i'll be doing a just a side-by-side -side simple townhouse development that's my next deal okay a duplex yeah yeah duplex in sydney is three million a side <laughs> or, or more yeah. <laughs> or more in some of those areas there's some awesome margins locally oh it's fantastic margins yes yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually spoke to a guy a number of years ago um who literally just did duplexes in Sydney and he was making a couple of million dollars per duplex. They were very high end. I can't remember yeah. exactly where they were, but that was literally his game. Build a duplex, sell one side, keep the other side. Yeah. And then just keep I've going. Seen, I think he was onto his fourth one. Yeah. I've just seen it work very, very well around here. So I think, you know, that's, that feels, you know, again, that level of safety, that feels quite safe for me. I could just do that. No problem. Um, build team. Yeah. I've already had my team. So yeah, and people, the other thing is people are prepared to pay it yeah. in in Sydney. If you're not in the building industry and being in the building industry, you know, it is, there are challenges to overcome, as you know, there's challenges with everything. But, you know, if, if it was easy, one, everyone would do it. If it was easy, there wouldn't be profit to be made. Um, but other people will pay you, especially in the higher end market, they will pay you for you to solve their problems, which is challenges with building a townhouse or a duplex because they don't have they don't want to worry about it some people just don't want to worry about building actually a lot of people especially in the current market i agree I they agree. don't want to worry about building even in certain market segments because i know the cost of building and i know the cost of developing there's some developments where i would buy the end product and i wouldn't want to be the developer because i know the margin they're making so what why would i want to be the developer in certain instances where i could put that money to better use or do my own developments that would make more margin. There's just no point. Agree. And there's just so many people love to dive into that finished product. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, from the renovation side of things and the same with all of us, obtaining property now, getting getting deals is tougher than it was. But the, the final product, selling them, that's not as tough as it was because the media really helps us along. The media says, oh, you know, it's really hard to get builders and, and it's really expensive to build right <laughs> yes, now. Yes. And they put the doom and gloom on the average <laughs> buyer. So the average buyer says, and the real estate agents, they know how to work it too. They're like, go and buy this one. It's already done. Move in yep. ready. So absolutely. It, absolutely. Well, Hit the so, nail on the head. Yeah. So I, I get a lot. I'm sure you, you get a lot of inquiry. People like, oh, I don't want to develop at the moment. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's fine. You and just about everybody else doesn't want to. But what about the people that are developing? at the moment they're actually making more margin in most instances yep. there's more margin to be made now than there ever has been at least the last however many years i've been involved 13 years there's yep. more money to be made in the building industry if you get it right of course than than what i've ever seen in the last over a decade i agree adam you've been in the game for a while and so you've seen that when one thing changes then it has an impact further down the track so when it's really really simple to buy then you know yeah. then it's harder to sell <laughs> so you know yep. everyone says to me oh does renovating still work or does property development does investing still work and 
yeah, you just things change, you know, and from state to state, area to area, and uh, just what's happening every year is a little bit different. Interest rates high, interest rates low. Um, Brett and I have just bounced along through it all, as have a lot of people over these years, and and it's always better to have a crack. <laughs> it's just yeah, we well, saw the high interest rates in the. 80s and then the crash of the 90s which i've only seen on graphs not personally experienced <laughs> we we struggled when we were first married we just built we had a massive loan at that point and the interest rates were 17.7 percent it was hard wow so brett worked overtime i worked overtime we ate mincemeat and had spaghetti bolognese three nights a week. Like seriously, we struggled. Yeah. We didn't have as many clothes and shoes as we do now. And but you definitely just, didn't go to restaurants and eat smashed avocado. Absolutely. Not, not at all. It wasn't that wasn't even, even a thing up until wasn't the last thing. Years. But you know what? That didn't last all that long either. Like that passed. And then the interest rates just came down and came down and came down. Um, and our property prices kept going up, whether the interest rates were higher or not. We compare... At $53,000 for a unit at Cronulla, how many should I have bought, Adam? How many? Uh, a few, <laughs> as many as you could buy. I know, I know. A lot, but you did I You know. did okay. We did all right. <laughs> sounds. You yeah. did okay. But now for like the next generation, the next 10, 20, 30 years, and just recently, like I've, I've started to talk about, there is going to be no pension because the stats are there's only going to be two and basically two and a half people working in the next 20 years yeah for every person over the age of 65 so it's it's scary what's coming around the corner and you know, do you know what's scary the amount of people i speak to men and women who are in their 50s who who say to me i, I want to retire by the time i'm 60 and i look at their portfolio and i think you just can't you won't be able to um some people are still renting and i think Get started somehow. It's never too late to get started, but where where did all those years go? But people still have years ahead of them. You can do a lot in 12 months, but you can do a a lot more in five years. Yeah, I think the next five years will be a game changer too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, the next five years is going to be crazy, (laughs) as in crazy good. Yeah, me too. I agree. Yeah, and then that affordability gap is going to really like be spread even further than what it is, which is unfortunate for people that don't own properties. But for people that do, um, you know, the wealthier are going to get wealthier. The richer are going to get richer. And unfortunately, that wealth divide is going to get bigger, which is oh. which is a shame, but it just, it is what it is. And that's yeah. the economy that we live in. Uh, I'm very, very excited that my three kids are property owners or one's buying now. So um, I'm just so excited because some of their, friends I mean I've heard the conversations at the local at the local barbecues barbecues at my place <laughs> I've, heard the, I've heard the round table conversations from the kids who didn't leave home till they were about 30 uh, from their friends but you know a lot of them have already given up a lot just say look if I want to maintain my lifestyle of travel and eating well and yeah. wearing nice clothes and driving a nice car then I'm just going to rent and I'm a little bit I'm just terrified about people giving up I, I'm not terrified about people making well-informed decisions about renting or property ownership that, that, you know, so long as they're informed and they've got a goal and a path and they're on their way. But I just, when people give up, like I'll never be able to get anywhere. So I'm just going to go and live life like there is no tomorrow. That just makes me a bit nervous for this next generation. Yeah, absolutely. And the next generation will be a generation of renters. Yeah. As well. 
And maybe they'll inherit some property from their parents if their parents have got some. I know there's some people waiting around for that, but if you're waiting for an inheritance, I'll be waiting a long time for my yeah, parents. I'm going to live till I'm 99. Like everyone's living longer well. now. <laughs> the average the average age is going to go to like about 90, I think, is the average age. Oh, that's uh, good. In 20 years. Oh, we'll, we'll all get to 90 or 100. That'll just be normal. Exactly. That's my plan. And hopefully bionic arms and legs and things. We'll, we'll see. If you've got money, I'm sure they'll be able to sort out all those things for us. Unless unless Brett and I wear ourselves out on a reno. On a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. Well, thank, thank you so much, Belinda, for your time. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure everyone that's listening uh, will have gotten a lot of value from you and hearing about your story. And hopefully you've motivated some women to get started and those other people that are doing nothing to have a crack. Have a crack. Three words. Yes, absolutely. Completely agree with you. Brilliant. It's about so having much. a crack multiple times, I think. And um, if you're listening to this and you haven't signed up or joined Adam <laughs> in any way, I oh, thank you. that you do. Um, you know, Adam is just, he's really available for his students and always does a great job with his information is spot on. His knowledge is next level. And that's why I aligned with Adam to, you know, take my own property journey one step further. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, thank you so much, Belinda, for the kind words. And I'll leave it at that. Thanks everyone for watching. 